Fly Perspective Podcast. Yep. Steady, are you ready? Are we ready? What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy DJ SoFly, episode number two. Cold, fresh air. Feel the melody that's in the air. I'm feeling this shit right here, man. Soul to soul. I'm down, take a look around. What y'all know about this shit? Nothing. What's going on? <laughs> However they want me However uh-huh. they need me However they want me That's right However they need me However they want me However they need me However they want me However they need me Just take it up a notch for them your boy DJ SoFly, Fly Perspective Podcast, episode number two. And uh, first and foremost, I want to go and say thanks to everybody who uh, subscribed and rated and uh, sent emails and uh, just sent me encouragement on the first podcast, man. It was a success in my opinion, you know, views looking nice. So uh, I thank y'all. Hats off to y'all. Um, since then, what have I been up to? What have I been up to? Um, oh, I got a new phone. Got the Apple, uh, what is it? iPhone X. And, um, I mean, what can I say? It's the same phone as the other phone. It's just different. You look at the phone and it'll unlock. Uh, I had to get that iPhone because my iPhone, what is this, the 10? So I had a 9. No, I had a 7. Yeah, Apple iPhone 7, it wouldn't hold a charge. So you know how that go, man. They force you to uh, get them new phones, man. Uh, it was just hell remembering all my passwords because in the last phone, it's just like you put a thumbprint in. You put your thumbprint in that bitch. And it'll unlock your phone, you put your thumbprint in that bitch, and it'll unlock your app, you know, your bank app, all this. So it's kind of hard getting my Apple ID, figuring out that password, figuring out the passwords to certain other apps and banking info. But hey, so now it's like, you know, instead of the thumb, it's your eyes. You'll, you'll hit an app and it'll be like scanning face ID, you know. I mean, I guess the government going to have our thumbprints and our face ID. Also got that iPhone, Apple Watch, and I don't know, that's another gadgets and gadgets. That, uh, I don't know, I probably didn't need, but whatever. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it is what it is. I also went out to Houston for a week. H time, what up? I went down there to see my mom and, uh, my friends. Uh, my son, my boy Chubbs down there. We, we acted a damn fool as usual. I'll talk about that later on in the episode as to why I'm not drinking anymore. And I mean it for real this time. Man, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start off with a little comedy, man. Ain't nothing like a good old prank call. Man, these, these Ricky Smiley prank calls never get old. One of my favorite ones. Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm. Who is this? Uh, this could be. My daddy over there. Pardon? My daddy over there. Uh, who's calling? <coughs> Brandon. 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 Oh, my dad's name Robert. No, you have the wrong number, Brandon. He's supposed to get us some milk. For our cereal. Can you bring us some milk back? Uh-huh. We haven't ate yet. We hungry. Oh, y'all haven't ate yet and you're hungry. 
We so hungry. You all real hungry. But what is your... You want some milk. <laughs> Y'all want some milk. My brother want to talk to you. His name is Ladera. Okay. Hello. 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 Y'all got some milk. No. Well, where, where, where are you calling from? My dad said he was going to be over there. Your dad said he's going to be my number. This number is... He told us about four two four. He said he was gonna be over there and, and he was gonna bring us. And he was gonna bring out some milk. Some milk. <laughs> well, he probably left already. And speaking of comedy, the most funniest thing happened probably in my 29 years of living. This has to be in my top 10. I'm at work. I work in a high stress volume uh, place, man. And I'll tell you. That um, <laughs> while I was at work the other day, man, I had to break up an almost altercation between two mid-60-year-old men. I mean, they was about to straight bang. But the indication that they was in their mid-60s was they words. They was like, come on, sissy. Come on. I look at one, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, sissy? I look at the other one, he like, come on, bitch. Come on. I'm like, all right, that's a good one. That's a good one. I look back at the other one. He like, man, I'm about to flip your top. I'm like, flip your top. Like these old niggas saying old lingo from back in the early 80s, man. And you know what it reminded me of? Come on, you ain't got to protect me from Cleetie. Come on, Cleetie. Come on. Come on over here. Come on, in let's show walk. Come on over. Then, then uh, you're going to limp back. You walk over, but you're limping back. Don't, don't let the gray hair fool you. I ain't no easy way, nigga. Classic. Straight classic. And speaking of classics, I would like to give a round of applause to great uncle Quincy Jones for this classic ass interview he did with Vulture earlier this week where he spared none. He talks about how Michael Jackson stole songs like State of Independence and Billie Jean from Donna Summers. He says the notes don't lie, man. He was Machiavellian as they come. That's the actual quote. And in defense to Michael Jackson, I don't condone stealing whatsoever, music, none of that. However, back in those days, there were a lot of swag jacking. And probably Michael Jackson reflected on a time when the group by the name the Osmonds jacked the Jackson 5 swag. Let's take a listen. First off, Jackson 5, ABC. <laughs> Jackson 5's ABC. You heard Michael. You heard the swag. Now check out the Osmonds. One bad apple. Jack the whole Jackson 5 swag. Not to mention, 
Those are clear brothers, by the way. You know what I mean by clear brothers, right? Caucasian. Those are Caucasian brothers. And that little one, Bobby, he sounds just like Michael. I don't know. Sounds like Swag Jack to me. Maybe the greatest of all time, Michael Jackson reflected back to that moment and was like, you know what? I'm snatching these records. But there was a lot of that going on back then. I mean, you can look at the artists on the Chitlin' Circuit, like Little Richard and uh, I know, uh, Ray Charles. There's a bunch of them on there. They were going to Chitlin' Circuit and, and performing their songs. Next thing you know, they have a, a remake of their song uh, by a white band doing the exact same song on a larger platform. Like I said before, I don't uh, condone stealing songs of any matter. Quincy Jones also goes to say that um, how Michael would say he had some skin disease. He said it was bullshit. You know, all the plastic surgery was basically because his father said he was ugly and, you know, he was basically insecure. He also mentions being around the White House and the Clintons for eight years uh, and also mentioned Hillary having a bunch of secrets that backfired on her, but he abruptly stops that conversation and said that's something he shouldn't be talking about. I wonder what secrets Hillary Clinton has that haven't come to light yet. You know, it's crazy. He also talks about knowing who killed John F. Kennedy. And that's a story I think a lot of people in America are baffled by because there are so many um, conspiracy theories and other theories to say this happened, that happened. I also followed a lot of them too, man. But the one that he talks about in here with the mafia, that's a pretty known story that seems pretty logical. If you don't know about it, want to look it up, do your Googles and check it out. He also talks about being in the studio with the Beatles and how they were the worst musicians he's ever heard. They were no playing motherfuckers. I mean, Quincy gave no fuck in this interview, but I guess when you 84 years old and you feel like, hey, I got a few more years left and I know a lot of shit, hey, why not? The interviewer goes on to talk about, um, you know, women in the industry putting up with, you know, crazy behavior. And he goes off to, uh, to talk about Brad Ratner, um, Harvey Weinstein, calls him a dry motherfucker a bully. Uh, then the interviewer asks him about Bill Cosby and he shuts that down too and says, hey, we can't talk about this in public. But, you know, Quincy was Bill Cosby's homeboy, so of course he's not going to talk about it. Quincy also did an interview with GQ magazine where he talks about having 22 women and I quote, he has women everywhere. Cape Town, Cairo, Stockholm, shows the interviewer a picture and says she's coming in next week, Brazil, uh, Belo Horizonte, I don't even know where that's at, St. Paulo, Rio, Shanghai, said he got a great girl over there in Shanghai, man, and he said Cairo. Now, after this interview, man, I might elect to say great uncle Quincy Jones might be the greatest of all time. <laughs> like, even hints on um going to dinner with Trump's daughter, man, and said how sexy her legs were. Like, damn, bro, like, what's the age gap on that? Talks about Michael Jackson trying to run Prince over with a limousine one night after a show. In an interview, he also talks about how Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando were smashing and Marlon Brando smashed Marvin Gaye. I mean, man, like, <laughs> Marlon Brando played the Godfather, by the way, if you didn't know. I don't know, man. It's been public claims saying that Richard Pryor was you know, doing things with transsexuals here and there and, you know, whatever the case. His wife even made a claim that said, um, you know, back then the drugs were the quaaludes and you have sex with anything. I mean, everybody knew that, um, you know, Richard Pryor was, you know, a cokehead and he'd even talk about freebasing in his stand-up. So, but that's crazy, man. Moving right along. So last week in Houston, I went down there for the week uh, to visit uh, my mom and some friends and, um, Man, I got a little too turned up, courtesy of um, Dos Equis, uh, 
various IPAs, Bacardi, and Douce. Um, and after that, let me just say that um, I decided to stop drinking. I mean, it's a, at least for a while. I mean, I don't know. I like to get to a point where I could just have a beer or a mixed drink and chill. But lately, it's like, man, when I start drinking, I drink. And uh, I don't want that to be a, you know, a big habit as to um, a part of my life. Not to say that I'm drinking as far as as soon as I get up in the morning, I'm knocking back a tall can or I got that yak beside my bed. But at the same time, it seems like sometimes when I'm drinking, I'm just drinking. And I don't know if it's to escape reality because I've been under a lot of stress lately or if it's because uh, it's a sense of euphoria and I don't want it to stop due to a lot of stress that I've been under and other things that I got going on in life. But I decided to take a chill on a drinking, you know, and sometimes uh, we have to analyze stuff in our life and just, you know, figure out if we want to go down that road and are, are these certain things that you're doing every day, these norms becoming a habit. You know what I'm saying? I'll be 30 in May and uh, I don't want that to be a habit and I want to be able to cut that off and not drink and, and get to a point to where, you know, hey, I know when to stop drinking and I don't get too saucy. It's a funny thing. Uh, my friend, shout out to Dean Rashad. Uh, aka Chubbs, you know what I'm saying? They call me Darnell when I get drunk. And they've been calling me Darnell ever since we were, I don't know, man, 22 years old. I get drunk, turn into a whole different person, man, get the wilding out, and they call me Darnell. For example, in the Super Bowl, have you seen Kevin uh, Hart when he tried to get on the stage? That's something Darnell would do. Darnell just, I don't know what I'd be doing, man. Oh, speaking of Darnell, just got a video of him. Uh, you want to hear some wise words from Darnell? Here we go. Coming and going, I'm dead. Shut your ass up. <laughs> Bitch, you leave me. Even if I'm fucking alone, Paul. This is not what... <laughs> he said, I don't know if I'm coming or going, I'm dead. Oh, man. I'm glad I can laugh about it. I'm not ashamed. Then again, too, this is why I made the podcast, because I wanted an outlet. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I work so much. I be stressed out. Let me do something that I want to do. I used to DJ. I used to make beats. I used to write music and produce and do all the cool shit. And that wasn't producing no fruit. So I got a job after college. And um, I just want to do some things that I wanted to do. So now I started the podcast, man. And I'm not afraid to uh, be transparent and let anybody know what I've been through. Uh, I lay it on the line because I feel like, hey, it'll help somebody. It could bless somebody. In life, we deal with these issues where we just go through every day by day thinking we're the only people that have these issues because on the outside looking in the other people's life, it looks like everything's perfect. But it's not, man. Everybody has something that doesn't work right. And it's funny how sometimes we be so wrapped up in our problems, what we got going on, and uh, we got to go out through the world and just have a straight face, still smile through the midst of whatever you may be going through. And um, it's crazy, man. I mean, I, I remember this past uh, few months ago, man, I went through a crazy little period, man. I don't know if you want to call it a depression or whatever you want to call it, but I had a, a lot of heavy stuff going on uh, within life and it was hard coping with at the time. And I remember I was at work and there was a young brother there, man. I used to talk to him all the time. We chatted it up. And he's like, man, you know, I see you walk around here every day. You happy. You speak to everybody. Everybody speak to you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's just positive energy, man. And you always got something positive to say. You always got something uplifting to say. You know, you a cool dude. And I just remember thinking in my head, like, man, if you only knew what I was going through at the moment. But at the end of the day, man, God has been good to me. And I know that things will not always be that the way that they are, man. As long as we can see past the things, as long as we can focus on 
tomorrow, man. Like the scripture says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. But enough for the preaching. Let's get back to Darnell because we have to fight him. There was a time, man, I remember this like it was yesterday. Uh, and I remember it after they, you know, told me about it, you know, after it first happened. This is when them Four Locos first came out. Now, if anybody knows about Four Loco, knows that when they first came out, there was caffeine in them. And I think it's 13% of alcohol in a Four Loco. And we would drink a Four Loco before we would go out and be good for the night. We would get this place called Sugar Lounge. It was on Washington. They used to play all kind of international music. We'd be in there wigged out, winning, you know, swagged up, draped out. That would take us on over to the eyes, and we'd be at the eyes till 6 in the morning. One particular night, I went, I had my black slacks on, my black uh, loafers. I had on uh, a H&M cardigan, a button-up on or that. I was fly. I had my shades on. Man, I don't know. I don't remember what happened. Man, I, all I remember is some chick said something to us crazy as we was driving by. I threw the four loco can out the window and tried to hit her with the can. And when the can didn't hit her, I hopped out the car as it was moving and ran after the can. Not to mention, my boys started driving me because I had white socks on with the loafers. They said I looked like Michael Jackson in the Billie Jean video. Another time Darnell came out, we were in Kansas City on the four loco again. We went to Kansas City to visit uh, Chubb's brother. He had a nice loft downtown. Went to the Power and Light District, all that. Then we ended up going to some little hood club where the dude, uh, uh, I forget his name. He had, this here another nasty song. I forget the dude. Go on, turn it up for me. Yeah, girl. I said, go on. Whatever the hell that song is. Anyway, he was performing at some hood club. We there. We turned. We lit. The next day, they was like, Darren, man, you was wildin'. I was like, what you do? They like, Darnell, cuz, came out. It was like, bro, you started the mosh pit in the front of the stage with all the dreadheads dread jumping up and down, uh, knuck if you buck the crime mob and shit. And I'm like, I did what? Now, one of the most recent incidents, uh, not really an incident. I don't know if Darnell was out too much. However, um, everybody that knows me knows I live next door to my grandma, which can be a gift and a curse. Uh, the gift being, you know, I can check on grandma, make sure she good. The curse being, grandma knows you as hell. Grandma 85, she gonna be in your business. She gonna say what she means. She gonna say the most outrageous things off the top of her dome, but I love her. She's the, one of the most hilarious people that I ever met in my life. She'll be 85 this year, and uh, it's a blessing. So one day, I'm coming in. This is right after I had uh, uh, ended my relationship with my girl at the time, well, she broke up with me back in October. However, I'm coming in, I guess I must have been stumbling. I don't know what was the case. I get in the house, I'm cool. She calls me and say, you need to quit out all that drinking. She left you and she ain't coming back. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> that might not even be the reason I was drunk, but I right. So what we gonna do right now? Damn, hold on, man. I live in the hood, y'all, so you know, we got the, I don't know, I think that was a fire truck. Yeah, it might have been a fire. No, that's an ambulance. That's an ambulance. Yep, no, that's a No, that's an ambulance. Yep. Anyway, we're going to do it right now. We're going to put a benediction on Darnell. The Darnell don't come out no more. No more heavy drinking for me. So everybody in the congregation, please bow your head. <clears throat> Lord, precious Lord, we're going to put a benediction on Darnell. So that Darren ain't running around here while not in the club. And he end up on Wellstar because somebody to put him on there while he out there tripping, Lord. He getting out the car while he at the, the fast food restaurant dancing and drive through, Lord. We're going to put a benediction on right now. Amen.
Let's see, next up, uh, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the Grammys. Yeah, I guess I will. There's a lot of uprise about the Grammys as far as um, Damn winning over 444. I felt like 444 was a great album by Jay-Z, you know, uh, under the duress of what he had to make the album for. I don't really care for that too much, but it was dope. And, I mean, it was also some stuff on there about him empowering black people, which is dope in a nutshell. Of course, the Grammys isn't going to put that. Uh, Damn. That was a good album collectively, I think. I mean, I can I can jam to damn, man. You know, Pimp, to Pimp a Butterfly was uh, a good album, too. I couldn't really mesh with it all the way. Like, I had to be in a certain mood to want to listen to this Pimp a Butterfly. But, damn, I could pretty turn that, you know, turn that on and, and get my, my wig on with that. Uh, 444, man, it dropped classic lines. Uh, the OJ song was dope. Uh, the song with uh, the Marley on there, that, that, that was a dope song. The production was nice. That it was done by one producer. Um, yes, I mean, I don't really see any problems with that. Uh, Migos, uh, album, I thought it was cool. You know, it's like, what, 24 songs that, uh, straight out the jungle, yeah, 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 that, that, that narco joint, that's my joint right there. And also the jury, when they remixed, uh, Gucci Man's jury song, I thought that was pretty ill, but, um, yeah, I mean, people were kind of criticizing the Migos album and saying it was too much, it was this, it was that. I mean, it's the Migos, what can you expect? Uh, it's not going to be too lyrical, and I don't want it to be. I want to listen to some hard-ass beats and some stuff that make me feel like I want to turn up and get into a certain mood. I will say, as I've always said, Take Off is the hardest Migo out of all of them. You have to listen to what he's saying, man. But this album here, I feel like he, he killed this album. Not talking about the hooks and all that, because, you know, that's Quavo's niche. Quavo is the hook maker and the swag, you know, with the songs. But Take Off be actually spitting them bars. You know what I'm saying? While we're on Amigos, uh, there was a, a mixtape or an album. I'm not sure what it is. I got titles, so I just get all the music. But uh, Quality Control, the label that um, the Amigos are on, dropped like a compilation disc. And there's a song on there called South Africa by Quavo. And I will say, that that that's a hard-ass song, man. If you, you got a chance, look up South Africa by Quavo. What else I'm listening to? I'm listening to that Black Panther uh man that album is hard uh shout out to tde for producing that uh you got uh kendrick lamar and sizzle on uh believe that song is all the stars that beat is ill but it's a bunch of joints on there man and that's dope sonically other than that i've been banging um uh it's a scarface album called deeply rooted rooted i've been i've been banging for a while uh that's pretty dope uh what else i'm listening to two chains dropped another joint called they don't care who making? Um, that's pretty hard. You know what I mean? Um, what else? Old school vibe. I'm always listening to DMX, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Other than that, I think that's uh, pretty much it for this week's episode, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that's uh, subscribed, rated, uh, share it with a friend. Um, also, oh, for the next episode, I want to do a Valentine's uh, Day episode. Um, if you can... I want to know the the best thing someone's done for you for Valentine's Day and the best thing you've done for somebody else that took a lot to do for somebody and you didn't receive kind of like the reciprocation of that. If you could send those responses to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. tfpfeedback at gmail.com. Also, man, uh, let me read some uh, fan mail real fast. Um, hold on, my man. Uh believe his name sj uh apollo man he sent me a song that was pretty nice and he also uh 
gave me some feedback on the uh, on the podcast, man, and that's dope. I'm always ex- expecting uh, some feedback. Uh, he said, uh, "Love the cast, homie." Off the rip, grabbed my attention from the sex dog convo to the Cosby's, and I didn't even know about that Russell situation. Nigga like me been under a rock. Thanks for telling your story with the drunken sex shit. No telling how many men you saved with that convo, along with the lean story. New fan here. Right on, bro. Shout out to SJ uh, uh, Apollo. You know what I'm saying? He got a song that's, that's pretty hard. I'm going to put up on the next episode. Um... Other than that, man, like I said, rate, subscribe. Um, you can find me at DJ S O F L Y Y at Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't have that. But rate, subscribe, give some feedback, tell a friend. And we're going to rock it out right now with uh, Johnny Tida, I Can Be. The world is such a, a hard place to try and make it in. So, I mean, it's, they're all just like buffers, all those drugs and things. And. I suppose if they you get ready? on top of you, you know, they get right. next to you. Drop the beat. Shining on me, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I can be your biggest thing, they miss it, you know. 